everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from snowy Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up in a couple weeks, Dan, we have a special live stream event for New Year's Eve. It's our New Year's Eve extravaganza. Oh, my uh, gosh. Live. It's a big deal. Coast to coast. Yeah, and and beyond, and to beyond. other coasts. I mean, you know, it won't be yeah. it won't be like New some year. of you will have already yeah. passed through into the next year. And I don't know. Some of you will Who knows not what year you'll yet. be in? Yeah, um, but if you'd like to tune in, uh, there's uh, information up on our website. Um, you should tune in. This is going to be, be good. fun. This is going to be good, you guys. We have um, we're going to be bringing on some very special guests. Lots of guests. Lots of guests. Look, look to hear from some of your favorite other podcasts. We yeah. got some of the Piat boys. We got the we, Noah, Eli. Listen, we got we got uh, uncles Mark and Doug from the How to Heretic. Oh yeah. Uh, we, we we got people. We got voices from the past. Yeah, there's gonna in, be- <laughs> on this show. Oh my god, from the past. Yeah. The ghosts of New Year's <laughs> right. Eve past. Yeah, Bob Ooh. Cratchit's coming on. You remember he's going to be great, <laughs> but uh, it's it's literally going to be a hoot. I yeah. we can't tell you, uh, we're we're in talks with some pretty big names. I th- I can't say that he's coming on, oh. but Barack Obama's probably going to be there. <laughs> I get, he hasn't confirmed yet, so I can't say that it's going to happen. But like, look to see some big names. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that would be pretty good. That would be a get, Dan. I would yeah. be pretty stoked. If, I'm if pretty sure it's going to happen. No, we're, we're, how, how could it not? We're we're trying. We're going for it. We're we're <laughs> we're, we're going to get some really special people on. Yeah, but um, I am starting to get excited about this. Thing. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And there's going to be so many ways for people to get involved and 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 be a part of the the whole night. Uh, it should be pretty interactive. But we also we'll, we'll, some details are coming up later in the show. But there's yeah there's, we have a special yeah ask listen for that. For, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep talking about this thing. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Good. But before that, we have to do boring news. News, Dan. <laughs> boop, 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 news. Yeah, like, what do you got? Like Dan, um, a, an, a former poli- police officer in Houston um, who got all <laughs> you, upset. Are you going to do the voice the whole I'm time? I'm going to do it this whole time, Dan, <laughs> because it, I think... <laughs> I think it really works for the story because it's all oh, about okay. this guy who's like so upset. Um, his name's Mark Anthony Aguirre. Uh, okay. He's a former uh, uh, Houston Police Department captain. Oh, right, wow. Who got fired uh, a while back. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he he he's upset because the election was stolen. Damn. Mm. That Trump is our... He's the next president. Not not this Biden fraud. Yeah, I don't um, know if you guys have heard about this, but like, <laughs> but there's, apparently there's this whole conspiracy. It's not real. Yeah, this, this, and it's all being funded by Mark Zuckerberg. And, oh, really? And, uh, Where, and where's George Soros in all of this? I don't know. What? He seems it's conspicuously missing from this. That's but it's Zuckerberg now. Okay, they supposedly were funding um, an operation that uh, involved forging ballots uh using the hands of hispanic children um with the the theory being that the hispanic children's signatures would not be on file 
So they wouldn't be able to compare. But that's no, your signature has to be on file, you ding dongs. That's how. Yeah, what are you even talking about? Mail in voting works. But that's not how any of this works. So he's all fucking upset, and he's he was hired by the Liberty Center for God and Country to at at the sum of $266,000 to look into <laughs> this whole Whoa. thing and he found his suspect uh, an unnamed fellow uh, because he's a victim of what turns out to be quite the attack um, the, the man uh, who they think is like a mastermind um, uh, election fraudster uh, vote rigor <laughs> was was out uh, as doing his job as an uh, uh, an air conditioner repairman. Um, <laughs> Wait, he was an air conditioning repairman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, you know, there's look. He knows he knows the ventilation systems. He can get in. <laughs> he can he can get through the HVAC. He can get anywhere. Absolutely. Um, well, anyway, they, um, in a, in a dramatic, well, first of all, this Mark Anthony Aguirre guy, he like contacted like the state police and local police. And he's like, he's like telling them what and who, right? Like, uh -huh. and, and why he needs to go after this guy. And, and so he's asking for police support in his like arrest of this man and they're like no right <laughs> like, and then they fuck like off, and dude then, and then they get off the phone with him and they're like shit we have to find that guy right yeah and so like there was like this like like apparently there was this effort to like find this mark anthony aguirre fellow um and prevent him from taking action because they're like this guy is going to do this on his own but yeah he's gonna go he's gonna go rogue going totally rogue um he set up um an operation center in like a la quinta or something <laughs> and uh, then la quinta for those of who <laughs> for those of you who don't speak spanish is spanish for next to denny's <laughs> it wasn't a la quinta but it was something equally like might as a, well have a, been a, 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 a something along those lines oh so it um, could have been next to an applebee's we know we don't know <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, um, this guy's in a lot in a heap of hurt because as he like does this like traffic stop um, with this poor guy dr just driving his box van, um, he ends up like the police end up catching up with him um, and uh, they arrest him and his accomplices. <laughs> and um, basically, this is according to the Harris County District Attorney uh, Kim Og who said that Aguirre crossed the line from dirty politics to commission of a violent crime, and we were lucky no one was killed. Wow. Um, his alleged investigation was backward from the start, first alleging a crime had occurred, and then trying to prove it had ha it happened. Um, but this was, again, I, I should get back to the whole thing of like who was supporting this and who had paid for the whole operation. It's the, Follow the money. Yeah, the Liberty Center for God and Country, um there that sounds totally legit and <laughs> could nothing nefarious could happen there ever right uh, according to their facebook page the 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 goal of the organization is to provide the bold and courageous leadership necessary to restore our nation to its godly heritage by following the strategy that our pilgrim forefathers gave us which I, I want them to do because the pilgrim forefathers whole strategy was just leave the country that they didn't like i know do that 
go do it. Go someplace else. I think go that's a find gr- yourself absolutely a, a, wonderful. You're being a, a, an island somewhere. Absolutely. You'll be so much happier. Yeah, except for <laughs> there will be somebody who already lives on the island, and if they follow the whole pattern, woe <laughs> yeah, be it well, to the people who already live there. Yeah, that's, um, that is very true. The uh, the leader, the the head of the Liberty Council for God and Country, um, he's posting. He's been posting on uh, Facebook saying things like, uh, "The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, should be tarred and feathered," uh, f- uh, <laughs> which I. You know, Greg Abbott's a piece of shit. So maybe, you know, poli- yeah, politics know. might make bed strange, strange bed, or uh, the enemy of your enemy is your friend. That's probably yeah, more something apt. like that. Um, <laughs> but this is—he's upset about the coronavirus lockdown measures that took place in the state. Which <laughs> did Texas really ever fucking lock down that much? I don't think so. Maybe they. I did. think they had to. They had I to. I think it was like super crazy out okay. of control for a minute there. Anyway, I'm just like it is here. Yeah, but we won't lock down. No, uh, that'd anyway. be that'd be crazy. Anyway, uh, apparently this organization has raised more than six hundred thousand dollars over uh, the three week period leading up to November first, um, with the express purpose to hire uh, private investigators and attorneys to discover, expose, and disrupt the Democrats' massive election fraud scheme. Uh, and in, in and also the Democrats' massive scheme to try and keep their buildings heated or air conditioned as need be. Yeah, the one thing. Okay, so I do want to get back. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but uh, this Aguirre fellow, um, he said the that they the the victim of his crime uh, had yeah. been using Hispanic children to sign ballot. I just kind of have to revisit that, right? Uh, to sign the <laughs> ballots because their fingerprints would not appear in the database. Okay, we talked about that. Um, he also claimed that Facebook's founder gave um, three point seven uh, three uh, nine point three seven billion dollars for quote <laughs> ballot harvesting. So, but here's the deal. <laughs> That's I, a very specific number. Yeah, I'm impressed. Nine point three seven. I know, I know. But I think there's something interesting here, and we need to keep this. We need to just kind of file this away, this information, because essentially these Nimrods, they're telling us like how their minds work, and so I think that in you know three and a half years, we should be really like protecting Hispanic children in this country because. <laughs> Because yeah. I think they think that they could just like round up a bunch of, of of children, right, and have them sign ballots, and that this would fucking work. But the, this country has so much to answer for when it comes to Hispanic children. Oh, I think that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're, anyway, we're in some trouble there. This this well, this is clearly how their minds work. So watch out for that. Yes, indeed. Uh, and also, like, maybe we should find new conspiracies that will keep them all busy and p- funneling their money into, <laughs> like, tr- trying to discover the new, you know, the root of the conspiracies. Yeah. So that uh, they're not paying, you know, they're not paying money into the coffers of, like, a Trump or whatever. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm going to take us to, uh, to Australia. Ooh. We're going to go down under where things, where it turns out people can be just as dipshittery uh, laden as here. Oh, um, I'm gonna. So uh, there was a story in uh, on ABC News, which is Australia something something news. Anyway, um, <laughs> they. Uh, it, I'm just clarifying that it's not American ABC News. It's probably the Australian Broadcasting Corporation or something like that. I'm guessing that's correct. Yeah. Anywho, uh, they reported on a 
really sweet uh, sounding place called Healing House. Doesn't that sound nice? Healing, Healing House. House. I need one of those. Should I sign up you, for this program? You might want to wait until the end of the story to make that call. <laughs> Um, this is a this is meant to be a drug and alcohol rehab oh, center. Okay. Uh, so yes, you definitely no, should sign up no, for I'm it. Fine. Uh, I'm fine. Also, specifically, it's for women. Um, but it turns out maybe not great. Oh. Uh, the proprietor of Healing House is a woman named Meredith Raymond, who is a religious nutball, and has exactly no expertise in the subject of uh, of rehab <laughs> other than she used to be an addict and she seems to have cleaned herself up. And in her mind, the only way to do it is through Jesus. <laughs> so she is like the... Uh, the most she's the most annoying born again person you can imagine. She speaks in tongues. Mm. She... Uh, she proselytizes to all of the women in her care. And here's the thing. Mm. These women are there because a court has ordered them to be there. Oh, God. They are there because they're getting out of jail and what one of the conditions of their of their bail is that they have to go to a rehab center. Oh. Well, this okay. place is apparently such a shithole that they that like literally it's dirty. It's literally like Flies stuck to pieces of furniture, dirty. Oh, like one, one woman described uh, described just dishes everywhere that had not been done, food everywhere that hadn't been taken care of. Come oh on, just literally nightmare scenario. Gross, awful. One woman called her attorney and begged to get him, begged him to get her out of there, even if it meant going back to jail. And here's the problem. They do go back to jail. If they, they can't leave. And if for any reason the proprietors of the place kick them out, they go back to jail. So oh these proprietors have, are, have so much control over their lives, which is why it's definitely not okay that they forced a bunch of the women to be baptized there, including one woman who was a Muslim. What? And, but like... When they have that much control over your life, you don't feel like you can really say no. Right. Now, of at this place, how many actual qualified uh, therapists do you think that they had, or 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 people who knew anything about uh, addiction, <laughs> who went to who went I, to school in any way? I, I I'm guessing the number must be low. How about zero? It's zero oh, because here's the thing, Australia, you don't have any regulations about these places. Wow. Literally you're, fucking none. You're going to lecture an entire nation? Yeah, <laughs> I am. Get it together, Australia, because literally anyone can say I'm a rehab place now. No. You can just, yeah, literally one guy, here's a quote from a, from a guy who runs a, what seems like a decent uh, rehab place, but he said uh, that he he's been like trying to to uh, to contact the government for years, for like fifteen years or something, trying to get them to establish some some sort of credentialing system, some wow. sort of uh, regulations. He says, "quote 
I could actually put a shingle at the front door of my house and claim that I'm running a rehab here. He said there's no oversight body that would actually come in and say you can't operate or you have to meet these standards. Wow. So, okay. So, yeah. So the, these women are, are sent there by the courts and they are literally like tortured and then and then proselytized at. So that's fun, isn't it? That's a little disturbing. Yeah. Um, Super cute. Yeah, that's 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 gross. That's not cool. <laughs> Ooh, Dan. Yeah. Dan. There you go. Yeah. Well, I've got kind of a nice story. Oh, good. Yeah. I I I I felt compelled actually uh, <laughs> uh, to to share this um because you know, there's so much even though like the the you know, Donald Trump is like he, he lost the electoral vote now. Like that right. hurdle has been passed. Like we're we're really like starting to move in in this direction where at least some of the the worst things are, are that have been bothering us are are going to at least no longer be in the White House. Um, but anyway, I thought that maybe just a nice story would be really good. I like it. Yeah, uh, um, hit me. So apparently, a bunch of quote world religious leaders. Um, have gotten together and uh and, and to demand a ban on gay conversion therapy great and you know these obviously you know it's not like you know the head of the mormon church or the pope is involved in this um but people like desmond tutu right um oh, that's a big name big name uh, he's he's one of the people involved. There are some uh, some prominent rabbis um, and uh, so, uh, sounds like a, a let's see uh, the Bishop of Liverpool. Okay, I don't. Great. They don't mention the name, so probably not much of a name. But people are people are kind of like signing on, um, and and I'm just like, I'm like um, what. What what's going on here, right? Like, mm. like um, have have the gays really like gotten you don't to trust it? get? Yeah, have we gotten to why? Like, um, no, it's more like you know the, the the gay rights movement and gay acceptance has gotten to a point that like like now it's like they got to cozy up with us, you know? Is that yeah. is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I I for you know, every one of those they, leaders that signed on to that thing i can find you 10 who are like no convert them no i know torture them back to straight we need the gay is bad what's important about these kind of stories is that they bring up the flip side right right um even this one article um in this one article that's both you know sort of not celebrating but you know um being very positive like like you know, obviously, this is a good a good development that's being reported on. Um, but in that very same story, they also mention that um, sixty nine of uh, what the UN's one hundred ninety three member states still outlaw gay sex, right? Mm. Um, and uh, 
and that the, the only places in the world that have introduced nationwide bans on conversion therapy are Brazil, Ecuador, Malta, and Germany. And so like in no way should we be seeing a group of, of anybody getting together as like, um, as like, you know, the tide has really group. turned on this issue. Right. right? Um, yeah. but it's, it's always nice that, you know, when, when I, you know, I'll take it, I'll take it when Desmond Tutu gets up and, and, yeah. and, and calls for an end to gay conversion therapy, right? A hundred percent. It's, like, and for anyone who's, who's unfamiliar with gay conversion therapy, yeah. it is just literally trying to torture gay people into not being gay. Right. It doesn't work. It's scientifically proven not to work. Yeah. It's scientifically proven to be damaging and yet people still want to do it right so yeah yeah sweet it's cool hippocratic oath i guess doesn't apply uh so anyway uh i'm going to g give more good news it's terrible news this is terrible news oh no um you know you mentioned earlier about things happening in the white house and how you know it does seem like the the chance the chances the major chances for shenanigans where Trump might find some way to weasel back, you know, to, to weasel, to wrest this uh, election away from Biden. Yeah. They're dwindling. Yes. I'm, I, I still don't feel fully comfortable. I was really glad that everything went right with the, uh, with the uh, Electoral College. That's great. Hurdle cleared. I feel like the, there's very few more chances for any yeah. kind of shenanigans here. But, as long as you know, the U.S. Marshals, you know, cooperate in, like, removing him, like, physically right. from the White House, we're going right. to be fine. <laughs> the, yeah, that's a big if. There's so many ifs. I don't trust it. Anyway, I'll feel better in late January. Anywho, uh, here's one thing that's fun. President Trump is still president. And will be for a while, uh, for like a month. And guess what he's going to do? Fuck things up as much as he can, as fast as he can. And one of the things that he's been doing, that he did, uh, in the, you know, he fired Bill Barr. Why would he do that? It's like, you've got weeks, dude. Anyway, uh, one of the things that he's done is set into motion a bunch of new, a bunch of rule changes for a bunch of the administration's uh in in the government so the these are the the the, the new rules affect the uh, department of agriculture education health and human services homeland security housing and urban development justice labor Jesus. veterans affairs and the uh u.s agency for international development good god all of these uh agencies had rules about you know what who they could contract with right and if they were going to contract with a religious organization there were rules for that religious organization for example uh there are rules that say that like if you know if, if a religious organization is a federal contractor and they provide services to citizens then those citizens have the right to you know for instance they have to tell the citizens if you're uncomfortable with this being, you know, offered by a religious group, here's a, a different place that offers the same service that you can go to. Mm. They don't have to do that anymore. Oh, God. Uh, they don't, you know, they 
they used to not be able to uh, to have a litmus, you know what I mean, like a litmus test for who they could do. Now it seems that they could probably turn away LGBTQ people if they wanted to, or religious minorities if they wanted to. Uh, there's a whole s like, you know, if 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 clients receive a voucher for social services, there has to be a there used to have to be a secular provider in addition to re religious providers if somebody wanted it. Now that requirement out the window. Jesus Christ. So it may be that the only, you know, the only provider in your area is the religious provider for whatever the service is. Um, <clears throat> wow. Faith-based services, service providers. Yeah. Not, you know, they, <clears throat> their, their clients are required to be told about their religious freedom rights right now. But when this new rule goes into effect right before Trump has to leave, like the 18th of January is when this new rule has to go into effect. Basically, uh, now nobody, th these service providers will not be required to tell their clients about alternatives. Jesus. So it's a really ugly thing. It's, uh, you know, it protects, it basically just prioritizes these religious institutions over the people that need the services. And that's what really sucks. Uh, so, you know, and this is something that the Biden administration can totally just undo. But there, are, but the question is, A, will they undo it? And B, how long is it going to take? To undo, and in the yeah. meantime, you know, what's going to happen? So, you know, just just a, a genuine, no purpose behind it, dick move, right as, right as Trump's walking out the door. Look for more of those. They're coming. Well, there's going to be lots. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it um, is probably strategic on their part, right? To like gum up Biden's administration with all these yeah. things that they they know Biden uh, would would want to to roll back, right? Right. But these things take time. You can't just like as sucky as it is, you can't just change these things overnight. Even though they just got changed over in like, like Plus, they have to go through only... a process. And so like, I think they're trying to waste as much of Biden's time as president as they possibly can. Not only that, and then be able to blame, they put blunders. They, they on purposefully him. put Biden in the position of either leaving this dick shit in place or yeah. rolling it back. And then they can scream bloody murder about, look at what he did to all of the religions. Absolutely. So there you go. Fun stuff happening. <laughs> so fun. Oh, Dan, here's another one that's fun. Um, on Basically, on the eve of Congress, uh, they're supposed to be um, approving some sort of COVID relief package. Finally, um, after, you know, not doing anything on the issue for like half a year longer like how long has it been right um, yeah. but right on the eve of that um some news has come out um about how a lot of the ppp loans the that was the payroll protection program that was part of the right the, uh, probably i think the first um covid relief bill that came out like in march or april um yeah. and uh the 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 program was was uh designed specifically i mean it's right in the name it was about keeping 
uh, about allowing small businesses to be able to um, keep people on their salary during yeah it was during it a was time this when beautiful it was a beautiful concept yeah. where like you know if you've got a a restaurant that can't stay open because there's covid yeah you can keep paying your people right even though there's no business happening so that so that people don't have to be fired right it's brilliant it was it was it was, it was, really, it was a good concept it was really nice and it was you know, it was based as like uh, it was being offered as like a loan that would be forgiven if you met the terms, right? So, like, right, it, it was kind of an interesting way that they decided to do it, but but also that's kind of a nice mechanism, right? Like, okay, we're just going to loan you the money now if you if you apply for it, and then you're going to have to hopefully like f- fill out some forms later and uh, and show us you know how you spent the money yeah. and and how many people you actually kept on your payroll and there was like there's like a little formula for it to like figure how much is going to be forgiven how much you actually might have to owe back and you know but anyway like anything that's rushed through uh congress too quickly which this was and it needed to be right right um some things got snuck in there that probably no most definitely should not have been there and we're aware already at this point that uh, right. that churches and religious organizations and whatnot were able to receive these these loans, and that actually like massive amounts sh- of money. These, these places got huge amounts because they often have, you know, uh, you know, if Lots you have like a a a, 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 uh, a mega church, you're going to have a lot of employees. Uh, for example, yeah. uh, Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church down in Houston uh, has something like 200 or 300 employees, right? And so, sure, you know, a payroll loan for that that's going to carry them for a while might come to the tune of, oh, I don't know, $4.4 million. And that <laughs> is what Lakewood Church got. Um, now, they're, they're saying things like, you know, that, that Joel, he didn't take a salary during this period. Um, that this did it all because he could have. And that is, he absolutely could have because he's on their payroll, right? Right. Um, but they're saying that he didn't, and all of this, and so, it, but but it, you know, you you there are these. The federal government has never directly funded churches before, right? And so there's there's right. a real problem here, as far as like like I would think that if I were a church, I would uh, be a little worried about um, maybe. You know, does the does the government want anything back? And like, does you know, like, like, are we setting something up here that like where they get to ask us more questions than we're used to having to answer? And like right. that kind of because, stuff, right? Because what really should happen is uh, that we get to audit. Yeah, like if if a church because right now the way it's set up, churches are the only organization, like religious organizations, are the only groups in the country that don't have to tell the the government jack shit about what they do with yeah. their money. And so apparently there were actually some people in the religious community who had this fear uh, that the loans would, you know, um, maybe erode separation of church and state somehow. And they and they stayed away from it. And I applaud them for, yeah. you know, for maybe even thinking that way, even though it's... I. Anyway, um, but here's the deal. Um, while Joel Osteen shouldn't have gotten the money, um, there are allegations about others who most definitely should not have re- received the money, such as um, uh, Marcus Lamb of the Daystar Television Network, who allegedly, or at least has been accused of, 
uh, using some of his $3.9 million dollars uh, in, in, the, in the form of one of these loans in, uh, to pay for a luxury uh, Gulfstream jet. Oh, of course, <laughs> obviously, and, and, and they're like, they're like, oh, absolutely not. And this has actually forced uh, Daystar to uh, return the money because you know oh. because they're trying to avoid uh, the you know any scandal that might come of this. So they're just they're they're cutting it all off at the pass, and they're saying, no, 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 no. Here's the money back, which. Yeah. begs because you can afford it you yeah. dickheads which also you shouldn't have though, taken it in the first place <laughs> well that too but it also sort of begs the question of like um uh you know if you're so like confident that you were using it correctly why not just show us the paperwork right yeah like why not just open up a little bit you know yeah if you like, if you were just using it for payroll yeah. But you can show us that. Seems that like is demonstrable. They maybe might have paid for a Gulfstream jet with it. That <laughs> just kind of sounds may- like it to me. I mean, I don't want to make accusations or anything, but like yeah. unfounded it, accusations. But look, no matter what the case, like if you take a whole bunch, if you take millions of dollars of government bailout, and then suddenly you have a brand new jet. <laughs> It's not a great it's look. It's not a great look. It's not it's not a great look. Right. But I want to I want to just loop back around to what I started off with, which is of course that um Congress is in the middle of um trying to approve another relief package. And it, and as when this show drops, it's possible that they've already figured it out by Saturday afternoon, but there a lot of people are thinking that they're going to be working through the weekend uh before they actually have a decision. So guys, if they haven't passed it yet, Call your if member we, of Congress immediately. Um, like, do whatever you can um, to to uh, urge them to have better controls about where this money should go, and that it should not, in any way, shape, or form, be going uh, to any kind of religious organization. Period. Not even for payroll. Who cares? <laughs> no, yeah. like. F- Fuck them for working for a church anyway, for feeding their family from a church. I, yes. <laughs> no, like, I'm not. like I, I think that like the way that that probably should have been handled is they probably should have said, oh, wait, we've got a little bit of a problem with the churches um, and they might not be able to make their payroll. They're going to obviously be laying people off. Let's make sure that the federal, that the federal government is, is providing like some Unemployment. unemployment to those people yeah right that's what they should get and and there was that in place so yeah no bailout for churches right. they should not yeah. exactly because i mean yeah yeah totally yeah all right well speaking of churches i am going to i'll i'll, I'll close out our, our news section with uh just an interesting thing which is that some evangelical christians here in these United States have actually started to catch on to the fact that Trumpism might not be great for them. Oh. And might even not be Christian, which you you and I have been saying and every, you know, all of our <laughs> listeners have been saying the whole time, which is like, you know, have you read your book? Yeah. Have you seen what that Jesus guy was kind of all about? Because no it ain't what Trump talks about. <laughs> 
Well, a few uh, a few bold Christians have actually caught on to this fact, uh, including one uh, Karen Swallow Pryor, who uh, I will not make a joke about her name, but she <laughs> tweeted. Uh, she, she here's here's her tweet. Uh, while I did not ever vote for Trump, I did vote for local and state GOP candidates. I'm a lifelong conservative, after all. I am now embarrassed and ashamed that I did so. Mm. What a bunch of money-grubbing, power-hungry, partisan cowards who care nothing about conservatism. Mm -hmm. well, good for her. Ah, uh, and she's not the only one. Good. Beth Beth Moore, who's a, a, a an evangelical uh, bigwig pastor of some sort, uh, she had a tweet. I do not believe. These are the these are days for mincing words. Mm. I'm a 63 and a half I'm 63 and a half years old and I have never seen anything in these United States of America I found more astonishingly seductive and dangerous to the saints of God than Trumpism. The Christian nationalism is not this Christian nationalism is not of God. Move back from it. Wow. That's pretty good. Good. I mean I, I, I I oh god! I just fear that like most of these people who've already fallen prey to the Christian nationalist mindset, that they're not going to res respond to this. Right? Like oh, like this is they're responding. This, well, they'll respond, but this, <laughs> they're just not responding. Right, but, the way the yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you an example. Uh, our old friend Pastor Greg Locke, uh, who was one of the organizers of the recent uh, Jericho march around uh, uh, Washington, D.C. To, to make sure that President Trump gets to stay, right. which it, it worked great. Good job, guys. Uh, Pastor Locke re replied to her tweet, to Beth Moore's tweet, saying this, and I'll... He said, ma'am, you've honest to God lost your mind. <laughs> This trashy rhetoric is why America is in the place that she is. You say move away? I rebuke you in the name of Christ. This is a fucking tweet, people. He says, oh you are no friend to babies, Israel, religious liberty, or the nuclear family. <laughs> sit down. No. <laughs> he told her to sit wow. down? Yeah. Oh, my God. So the optics on... A, man, a white dude telling a woman to sit down are not awesome. No, he doesn't care. <laughs> oh, no, he does. He, he cares. He, he loves those bad optics. He's proud of, of being a, a, oh, a yeah. shitty old man. Oh, he's pr he, is, he <laughs> loves every bit of his misogyny. So there you go. Uh, Ooh. At, you know, some people might be seeing it. Some who yeah, knows, but it's yeah. definitely a, the vast minority for sure. But uh, but you know, know they might be they might be seeing it. I know. I I just I hope people in the rank and file can uh, that they're not all completely lost. I just worry that they are. Well, just, we'll it's, see. It's we'll going to take so I, much who, more than who that. Who can predict? Uh, I, I can't predict. If you at home can predict, feel free to write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the email address. Or call and leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around, guys. There is more show coming up.
Hey, Dan. Hey. So, like we promised at the beginning of the show, there's, we have some uh, information for our listeners about how they can become involved. Or, or, oh, or in, in, the, in, in the New Year's in the Eve. New Year's Eve. Extravaganza ex- spectacular. Exactly. Um, so, because we want you guys, we want to hear your voices. We want you people involved. It's not just about us. Yeah, absolutely. We want to celebrate our, our whole community and we want you guys to be, uh, able to have a voice in that. And so what we're, what we would like to ask, uh, for anyone and everyone like this, this could be a lot of fun. Um, we'd like, we we're asking for you guys to submit videos Right, that you can just shoot with your with you with your cell phone, um, yeah, uh, like a one minute long video. Send it in to us, uh, wishing everyone in the community uh, a happy new year. Right, and tell us why you're looking forward to 2021. And you can take any spin yeah. on that you want, like, and, and you can come yeah, in exactly. any form you want. Like, you want to get super creative, get crazy creative. Um, yeah, the only real rules here are that a Keep it under a minute. Yeah. Uh, B, we don't know. And understand, we don't know how many of these we're going to get. We're, we're, we certainly can't promise to put everybody out there, but we're going to tr- really try to get as many of these uh, up as we can. But yeah, keep it under a minute. Tell us what, you know, what sucked about 2020 and what you're <laughs> excited for for 2021. And uh, and and uh, just send them in. You go to our our website. It's thankgodimatheist.com slash nye videos. So thankgodimatheist.com slash nye videos, and there will be uh, instructions there on how you can uh, upload the video to us. Hey, we got somebody. I I want you know we. This is the time when we play a voice from uh from the world. A and voice. I, I want uh, a voice. Yeah. A voice from the world. Uh, and this voice is Deanna Lorraine, who is uh, sh- uh, just a clear treasure. She is from InfoWars. I didn't know that InfoWars had anybody that wasn't Alex Jones. But here she is, and she is, going, she is talking about the COVID vaccine that's rolled out. She has some misgivings. Apparently, Donald Trump just said he's willing to take the vaccine also live on TV. He said he's also willing to take it, the COVID-19 vaccine live on on TV. And again, you know, I don't like this. You know, Trump, probably 80 percent of your base does not want that vaccine. They are not willing to take a foreign rushed substance and jab it into our arms. I don't care who takes it. I don't care if Jesus takes it. I'm not taking the vaccine. And it's weird and it, it makes me feel uncomfortable that President Trump is jumping on the bandwagon with Obama and the Clintons and Bill Gates and now Fauci and Cuomo saying they're going to take this live on TV. We don't care. In fact, you know, the more you guys do this weird, desperate attempt to try to convince us that the vaccine is safe, that was rushed at warp speed, the more uneasy I feel with the vaccine. I don't care, if President Trump. So President Trump, if you're smart, if you don't want to lose your base of support, Please don't keep jumping on this vaccine bandwagon and saying you're going to join these clowns and take the vaccine live on TV, please. Oh, they're so they're so done with Jesus, Dan. (laughs) Jesus himself. himself. If Jesus were to take the vaccine, she's still she's still not going to do it. She's she's smarter than all of them. Oh, my God. And it's just so weird and uncomfortable that Trump would do this. Just weird. Can I just say, I, 
a friend of mine on Facebook who is an ER doctor uh, and has been, you know, has been sort of talking about this, this this whole time. And he's actually, you know, relatively conservative about about everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't he didn't want there to be, you know, mandates if they didn't need to happen. He was, you know, he, he was a sort of like, let's wait and see on on a lot of things. Uh-huh. Now he's not because every bed in this fucking state is full right. and he and people who need care aren't getting it because, you know, this sucks. And he just got his vaccine because he's a, you know, frontline yeah. guy. Yeah. But he made a really interesting point uh, about the vaccine, which is because, we, yes, we don't know what the long term effects of this vaccine are, if there are any. We don't know, you know, it's brand new tech uh, in terms of vaccine tech. It's the mRNA thing. And and we don't know if there are if there are new consequences to that that we don't you know, that we don't have any understanding of. But guess the fuck what? We also don't know what the long term effects are of a covid infection. (laughs) So you're taking a chance either way. We know for a fact that there are some currently viewable long-term side effects that can happen it's not guaranteed that it'll happen but we there are definitely long haulers who are who are getting infected with covid and really struggling yeah but uh but you know you're taking a chance either way you might as well try to just not get the disease and and you know go get the vaccine everybody yeah when it's your turn definitely do it and unless you have some, you know, very valid medical reason yeah. not to. Anyway, um, uh, we had some folks write into us. Indeed. Uh, this is from uh, first Michael, uh, who says, "Hey guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but Christianity seems to have a real stronghold on ho- the holiday music selection. <laughs> so I wanted to write in and urge everyone to watch and listen to the great Tim Minchin's atheist Christmas song, White Wine in the Sun, mm. which." I, I also encourage this. Uh, I will warn you, it makes me fucking cry every single time because it's not a Christmas song. It's about getting together with family Aww. and how special that Aww. is. And it's a very sweet uh, song. Oh, Dan. Uh, and I'm a sap. What can I say? I'm a sap. Uh, this is an unsigned email uh, that we got. Mm. It says, I watch YouTube. Uh, I, I watch a YouTube. A YouTube. Who covers a lot of MLMs? That's multi-level marketing. For those of mm. you who don't mm-hmm. know, uh, formerly known as pyramid schemes, but now they actually have a product, so they're not called that anymore. <laughs> uh, the this person goes on from her and my own personal experience. Multi-level mark, uh, multi multiple MLMs are located in Utah. That's true. Is there some reason why so many MLMs are in Utah? Are MLMs especially attractive to Mormons? I think they're especially attractive to the gullible. (laughs) And and so, I don't know, there's something slightly especially gullible about Mormons, right? Is that what it is? Kind of, but I think that the real the real reason that they are so huge here and you're not making you're not imagining this. Yeah. It's it it's an enormous thing here. But I think the reason is because Mormons have built in networks. It's you have a network of people built in because all of the people at your church, all the people in your ward yeah. are uh, you, you've, you've got more, quote unquote, friends yeah. 
than most people who don't who aren't Mormons. So well, that's yeah. the main thing. And let's also face it, Mormons, a large, large percentage of Mormons um, are highly trained in the art of aggressive sales tactics. Um, oh, that's true. They were all trained. Like a lot of these people went on yeah, missions. And mission the this at the, at the time when as a nineteen year old when you're being trained with like these really manipulative like you know techniques to to right. like try to get how the hard sell how, yeah as to like how to get people to commit to things. It's called the they called it the commitment pattern, um, and it's just a it's just sales. It's like it, now as an adult, I see everything that they were teaching us were just sales techniques. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. And plus, not only that, but then Mormons trust other Mormons yeah. a lot. So, so actually, you can do pretty well with an MLM uh, selling to your friends and neighbors because they trust you. And, and I'll so. also add this to it. Not there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of scruples uh, amongst sort of Mormon <laughs> businessmen as long as things are legal. Right. So, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're screwing somebody over as long as it's legal to screw them over. Totally. That's so <laughs> that's true. Such, that's just like Utah to a T in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the most like evil business practices I've ever heard of were done by, you know, practicing good Mormons. Yeah, exactly. So. There you go. Uh, Max in Mississippi wrote into us with this final thing. Uh Earlier this week, Governor Tate Reeves of Mississippi declared this Sunday a day of fasting, prayer, and oh, humility. Oh, good. That nice? That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Max says, I know that it would be easy to make this into a joke, and it is. You're right. <laughs> or sneer about the people in Mississippi, but there is something tragic in this story. Mm. Indeed, my heart breaks. It's damned hard to be an atheist down here, but Mississippi is my home, and the people of this state deserve something more than this piece of theater. Mm. Yeah. In his address, the governor asserts that we know there is power in prayer, but I cannot imagine a more wrong-headed statement. I sometimes ask people who say such things, why did God ignore the prayers in Auschwitz or why did God allow Africans and African Americans to endure generations of slavery? Mm. They shrug and say something about uh, God being mysterious or free will. And now we are asked to humble ourselves before a God who presumably unleashed this virus upon the fragile and mortal beings he created? To what end? The people of Mississippi are among the poorest in the nation. We bear the legacies of slavery and racism. We suffer from chronic diseases and high infant mortality. And we, all, and we die all too young. I have witnessed scenes of poverty in this state that are absolutely shocking. Mm -hmm. How much more humble can we be mm. in trying to unite the people in this, of the state around religion? He is not only putting the power of the state behind religion and stoking intolerance, he is ignoring the simple truth that science will save us from the pandemic. If we want to be grateful and humble, we should direct those feelings toward the educated and dedicated researchers who discovered how to make vaccines from strands of mRNA. I wish that people could see could see that and be inspired and proud. Thanks for all you do, Max. So yeah, yeah. that was a nice email. Yeah. I don't know that there's much more to say. No, about no, it. He that said it really good. well. So thank you, Max. Yeah. Um, well, we have some donors to thank, Dan. 
Well, I think we should do just that then. Then let's do. Um, <laughs> oh, do and let's. And we have a handful to thank. Oh, so okay. uh, we have two new deacons. Uh, we have Bettina and Keely. So thank you to the both Excellent. of you. Uh, thank you so much. And we so have much. three priests, Dan. Uh, we have John, Marzina, and Kenneth. And I want to also mention here... Um, we've got a, a, a mix of euros and pounds uh, in here, so we we will take your uh, your local currency. So <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever crazy currency you guys are you're rocking, apparently we'll just take We're it. We're fine with it. We so. are we are shameless about that. <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, it means so much yeah. to have your support. Um, and what these folks did is they went to our website, thankgodimethius.com clicked on the support tab, followed it on over to Patreon, and uh, became patrons of the show. So that's just fantastic. And then, as always, Dan, we have our top donor, our lord and savior, Davis! Still the reigning champion. Way to go, Davis. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hey Dan, yes. Um, we're gonna spare everybody any announcements about the New York New Year's Eve party. We're really excited about it, but we're not gonna mention it. No, no, because we already have <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah. So, uh, what have we got? So instead, what we're gonna talk about uh, is uh, critical race theory. Oh yeah. And the reason that we're going to talk about this is because of a story that came out uh, last-ish week about uh, a group of Southern Baptist uh, seminary presidents, six, I think six in total, who came out with a joint statement, (laughs) which nobody asked them for, (laughs) which said that critical race theory was incompatible with the uh the the baptist faith and message uh now just for anyone who's unfamiliar critical race theory is uh you know it it's it had its origins back in the 1980s it basically the the long and the short of it is that uh there is systemic racism in various cultures including the american society mm-hmm. uh which is that, true that individual races like and like an individual racist doesn't need to exist for the institution to be con- continually racist to to have racist policies and procedures and uh and uh and that sort of thing in place and for the institution to continue as racist and to hold people back and that yeah. and it also kind of acknowledges that like white supremacy exists mm. and you know that that white privilege exists mm-hmm. and that some races happen to just sort of by the by you know virtue of just being who they are they happen to have uh, an institutional advantage mm. um for anyone who is a thinker and if you're not on board with this you got to come around this is all very clearly and obviously true. Yeah. Uh, it's just all you have to, like, it doesn't take long 
to look at to look at like the arguments being made yeah. by very smart people and realize that this is very clearly the case. Yeah, all you have to do is look at. I mean, if you're American, just look at America and the society that you live <laughs> right. in, and ask yourself some questions about you know, <laughs> yeah, how you you're treated the... and the advantages that you might have versus those of another. And none so. of this is to say that it can't be hard for a white person. Oh, yeah. No, uh, yeah. None of this is to say that white people don't ex experience poverty and difficulties. Right. Oh, it's absolutely. Not, yeah. th that's not the question here. The question is just, was your race one of the things holding you back? Mm. And if you're white, it wasn't. And if you're not white, it may have been or probably was or probably is. Yeah. Anywho, it's not that hard. It's not that controversial. And it doesn't mean... And knowing, you know, believing in critical race theory doesn't hurt you. It doesn't do anything to you. So the fact that these that these uh, seminary presidents felt the need to come out and say, oh, we're definitely not going to teach that and that it's incompatible with their statement of faith is insanity. <laughs> It is, I mean, it. What it proves is, and why should why should I be surprised by this? It is the Southern Baptists. They've got the word "Southern" right there in their name for growing out well, loud. Well, I mean, we talked about what a, two months ago on the show. The the Southern Baptists. There's a group of them who are trying to drop Southern, right, right, from their name because they because their concerns over. Uh, obviously their own racist past in in, right. in 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 their religion right in their church and people who yeah people who don't live in the south are like mm, i don't know yeah i'm probably not gonna join a church that's like <laughs> they're a little bit on the racial side and <laughs> yeah because yeah this is this it's an organization southern baptists were founded by people who owned slaves yeah. and who wanted slavery to continue as an institution so it's like they're not great but here's the thing the south is packed full of people of color yeah and a lot of them are southern baptists and now with this statement you know we there was one pastor that i read about uh this week who broke you know he's a pastor of a of a big mega church and he's disaffiliating with the southern baptist theological whatever it is he's disaffiliating yeah because of this because He's black, and yeah. how do you be black and hear that and be okay? Yeah, I, yeah. But, I mean, so really, you know, and we, you and I come from Mormonism, and Mormonism uh, has has danced <laughs> has, has around this own, game for a long time, yeah, too. it has its own special history with race. <laughs> yeah, and it is special. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's like basically all that acknowledging critical race theory would do to these people is make, I mean, it would sort of make them look at their own institution. Yeah. It just, all it asks of them is like, are there ways in which your institution might have sort of systemic racism, you know, on some level and they just don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, th they'd have to admit that their little tribe that there's something that wasn't perfect about it, right? Yeah, and the, yeah. and that's so, shitty thinking. Like you, 
like you like we all need to like be willing to to face the problems with uh, that that any group that we belong to might have right with right. What, what, whatever it is like you that kind of just blind loyalty to a, a a group and just defending it just because right I mean that's all they're doing it's just right it, anyway yeah so here there there you have it you know and and of course now the deflections start right so now they're saying well this is just part of a whole Marxist thing. Which they get from nothing other than somebody has successfully associated the Black Lives Matter movement with Marxism and the Black Lives Matter movement does embrace the concept of, you know, critical theory and yeah. critical race theory. And therefore, critical race theory is Marxist, which, you know, that's not necessarily a good argument or true or, you know, how you say logical but at very least, then they can deflect away and say that it's just it's just communism. <laughs> this critical race theory, critical theory in general, it's just communism. Oh my god! And everybody's every you know everybody's that way they can look at people and say everyone's lot is there of their own making. This isn't about the institutions. This isn't about the society. It's you know if you're poor, if you suck, that's your fault. Too bad. Well, yeah, and God wanted you to be poor anyway, so. Right? You got to have some poor folks. Otherwise, who are the rich people going to give their alms to? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, religion is racist, everybody, just so that you know. that's uh, they, they Every now and then they like to come out and say it with their out loud voice, which is a bad idea, but they do it anyway. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. If you uh, if you have anything that you know, I'll bet a bunch of our listeners have a bunch of stories about the racism in their religious pasts. Ooh, I'd love to hear uh, them. We'd sure love to hear that. Feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join the TGIA Members Only Lounge on Facebook, um, go first to thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. That's the best way to find the, the, the community. Yeah, Facebook tries to hide it from you, but it's a good, it's a closed group, so nobody has to know that you're, uh, that, you know, you're not revealing anything to any of your friends, but it's a great group, and you'll find a lot of really great uh, uh, support and funny, fun people there. Yeah, so and you do that. And you should also find us on Twitter, at TGI Atheist. Yeah! Hey, thanks so much to uh, the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And a big thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you dear friends for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you.